Well, good morning. Does anybody have a, a turkey hangover this morning? Anybody, you know, a little bit? Um, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good holiday. Um, one of my favorite things about traveling is getting sick. It's just enjoyable. Um, I just, if, I feel like I can't even hear myself. So if I'm yelling at you this morning, it's not because I'm angry or disappointed. I'm just trying to hear myself a little bit. But uh, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope that you're excited about headed into this Christmas season. Um, this is probably, you've heard the song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. For me personally, it is my favorite part of the year. It's my favorite season. Um, my wife will tell you that, that I listen to Christmas music in July, and, and I just, I can't get away from it. For me, um, it's kind of like, you know when Christmas has arrived, when the Charlie Brown special is on television, and, and, and I, I make a, I, I DVR it now because I don't get to watch it live much, but I make sure of a point, and I even own it on DVD, but I still make sure to watch the broadcast. I love Christmas. I love everything about it. I love the cookies. I love the treats. I love getting together with family. I love... Um, Let's be honest, we love getting gifts, you know, I mean, we love giving gifts, but I love everything about it, and just the joy and the sense, um, and, and, and everything that goes with it, and it brings back a lot of great memories, you know, that you have, and you remember doing this, or you doing that. I grew up in a place where snow was most common during Christmas, and so you'd have white Christmases, and all these different things, and so... Christmas is just a really special time for me, and it really is, for me personally, the most wonderful time of the year. And when I think through so many of our Christmases, we all have different traditions and different things that we do and we practice when we think about Christmas. Each family has their own, their own thing. And I'm just going to take a little bit of a, a poll here. How many of you would celebrate, and, and, and if you open gifts, would open gifts on Christmas Eve? Anybody here? Some of you would open them up on Christmas Eve. And how many would say nothing on Christmas Eve, but, but all on Christmas morning? Some of you like that. Now, how many of you would say you're allowed to do like one on Christmas Eve, but then everything else? Yeah, see, everybody has their own traditions and their own things, and they bring it in. One of the traditions that I loved growing up and um, had the opportunity to be a part of as a kid was, the thing, was a thing called Advent. Um, and Advent is new to PBCC here um, this year. But for many of you, you're probably pretty familiar with what Advent is and what it symbolizes and what it um, signifies. You heard John a little bit talk about the meaning of the word Advent um, in, in the idea that it means the coming or the arrival. And when we think about what Advent is, is we're pointing to the hope and the come of Jesus' arrival, as well as today, his second coming. And what we do in this process, and you see the Advent candles over here, you light one candle each week, and each week it builds up on a different idea and a different principle until you finally get to the fifth candle, the Christ candle. And each week has a different idea that's associated with it and that, that you present to it. And I remember as a kid that we would have um, our wreath. We had a, an Advent wreath that had four candles around and the circle and then, and then the, the tall candle in the middle. And each week we would light one of those candles, and it was in the middle of our dinner table, and we would just point to the arrival of Christmas and, and all that Christmas meant. We would celebrate Advent together as a family. This year as a church, we're doing that, and I'm excited about it, and I appreciate Greg and Bobby being here this morning to launch it off and, and, and to kick it off for us, and it's just a great season that we're going to celebrate as we look at it because really Christmas involves the whole idea of light. You have Christmas lights, and, and last night on the way home, um, Amy and I drove by. If any of you are familiar with West Palm Beach, there's a street called Gabriel Lane, and I know up here there's some, and you know, in the heights and different places up here where there's lots of Christmas lights, but 
light is kind of synonymous with Christmas. In Advent, as you light a Christmas candle, you're pointing to the coming of Christ. And that's why for this Christmas series, we're calling it Love Illuminated. And for the next few weeks, during the month of December, we're going to talk about what it means for Christmas to be an expression of God's love and how it's really God's love that sent his light, that sent his son Jesus to come. And that's what Christmas is all about. You know, the funny video about there, you know, what is the meaning of Christmas? And, and, and if you were here last week, you know, that, that's the same guy. I wonder if he gets beat up in all these videos. It'll be funny to see. But what is the meaning of Christmas? And that's what Advent tries to spell out for us. And that's what we're going to be looking at as we consider love illuminated over the next several weeks. Today we're going to start with the idea um, and, and the concept of, of, of light in general. Have you ever spent much time thinking about light? Have you ever wondered about how important it is? Or, 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 or did you throw all that away when you got out of middle school biology? You're like, I don't care about light anymore. One of the things that you think about when it comes to light is the fact that light is necessary for life. And if you have your bulletin there, your program there, um, there are some sermon notes and, and some message notes in there, and you can pull it out. And the first one on there, light is necessary for life. When you think about how life goes on and how life transpires and everything that takes place, light is necessary for life. First of all, it's necessary in plant life, right? Any of you here ever tried to plant something? You don't typically throw it in a closet and close the door and not put any light on it, right? What do they tell you? You need plenty of water, you need plenty of light, you know, and I remember as a kid, you would get the, the well, they used to be milk cartons. You would cut off the top of the milk carton and put a little um, a dirt in there, and then you would put a seed in there, and magically, you set it on the windowsill, and magically, a week later, you had this plant that was growing up. Well, the only thing you did was add water and light. You see, for plants, light is necessary for their life to exist. It's not only necessary in a plant life, it's also necessary in human life. First of all, you trace it back to plants. Plants, through light, have a process called photosynthesis and produce oxygen. Without oxygen, human life would be shortened a, significantly, um, a significant amount. And so you can see that human life is dependent upon light because oxygen comes from plants. But beyond that, light is necessary for human life because of an, um, uh, the, the chemicals that are sent off through light. I don't know if you've ever heard of this or not, but has anybody here ever heard of SAD, S-A-D? Some of you from the north may be more familiar with it. It's called seasonal affective disorder, okay? Um, and I'm convinced that I'm a sufferer of this. Um, you know, about 10 years ago, my wife and I um, relocated to Cleveland, Ohio. Maybe it was Cleveland. Maybe it was the lack of sun. I'm not real sure. But when people, in, people that don't get a, a significant amount of sunshine in their lives, the chemicals in their body, and it's called serotonin, is not fed. And it puts people into a state of depression, and they get down. You know this. I mean, think about this. When you get several cloudy days in a row, you just seem to be a little more irritable, seem to be a little more on edge. You aren't really sure why. You just know something's not right. And that first day that it's sunny and you walk outside, you think, I'm a new person. This is amazing. This is wonderful. Well, that's because the serotonin levels in our body go down. Light is necessary for human life, not only for existence, but for emotional state too. Not only is, is light necessary for plant life, for human life, but it's also necessary for spiritual life. We need to understand and realize the significance that light plays in our spiritual lives. 
Nobody likes walking around in darkness. I mean, you stub your toe. You might say something under your breath. You might do different things when, when, when these things happen. Spiritually speaking, no one wants to be in the dark as well. We all need to be in the light, spiritually speaking. And Christmas, and in general, when we think about the whole idea of, of light, Christmas gives us hope into what that light is. And it helps us understand the importance of that light. The next blank on your, uh, on your um, outline there says, light came blank. Light came at just the right time. You see, prior to this point of Christmas and, and everything that we celebrate with Christmas, there, there was a significant amount of, of trial and, and challenges and difficulties. But in, in, the, in the book of Galatians, the apostle Paul says these words. He says, in, in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4, it says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. I love that phrase. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible because it says, in the fullness of time. Have you ever been waiting on something? Um, just the other day, I'll, I'll give you an example for me. Um, I was getting ready to go out of town, and I had ordered something on eBay for my wife for Christmas. Um, she's here today, so she now knows that there's a Christmas gift somewhere in the house. Um, but I needed this gift to arrive before I left to go away for Thanksgiving. Otherwise, I was going to miss it, and it was going to be shipped back to the seller, and then I was going to get a bad rating and all these other things. But at just the right time, at just the right time, the package was delivered. In our lives, there are times when we're waiting for something and it arrives at just the right time. The scripture says, in the fullness of time. Other translations will go so far as to say, at just the right time. When the time was right, at that perfect moment, not too soon, not too late, but at just the right time, God sent forth his son. It was the perfect time for it to happen. Now, some of you may have heard this before, but God is never early. He's never late. He's always on time. And in the case of sending forth the light, God was right on time. He sent the light at just the right time. But why was it the right time? When we think about the whole idea of light coming and, and the need for light and how important it is, why was it the right time? Well, we just, Greg just read a little bit ago from the prophet Isaiah. Hundreds of years before Jesus was ever born, the prophet Isaiah talked about Jesus coming. In Isaiah chapter 9, and I think we have it up there on the screens. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, the people walked in darkness and have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them the light has shined. And in verse 6, for to us a child is born. For to us, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. When you look at this, you begin to understand that light came at just the right time because it was really dark. There was a great darkness in the land. It was a time of great darkness. I learned this a while ago, but I, I never knew it to be true until, you know, I actually took time to look at it and examine it. Does anybody know when it's coldest and when it's darkest? Right before the sun comes up. The moment before the sun comes up is when it's at its darkest point. You may think, well, that doesn't seem to make sense, but really think about it. 
The sun is farthest away from that point before the sun comes up on the other side. And so night has lasted all the way through. So it's at that point when it's its coldest and its darkest that the light actually breaks through. And so when the prophet Isaiah says, the people were stumbling around in darkness. This past week, we were at my parents' house for Thanksgiving. And I can walk through my house. It, it, I, I can walk through my house with my eyes closed, okay? Because I, I know where everything is, unless we move furniture around and then I'm in trouble. But at my parents' house, I'm not lying to you, my first night there, I woke up in the middle of the night and I, I, I was scared because I was totally disoriented. I didn't know where I was. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I didn't know where anything was. I was walking around hitting stuff. And I realized, wait a minute, I had to stop and pause and step back and say, I'm not in my normal environment. Because it was dark, I couldn't see anything, and I was stumbling around. Spiritually speaking, the prophet Isaiah says the same thing. We as individuals, as, as people, were stumbling around because it was a time of great darkness. We didn't know how to get through. We didn't know how to break through our, our bad habits. We didn't know how to get over, you know, the broken relationships. We didn't know how to overcome the challenges and trials in our lives. We didn't know how to do any of those things. We were stumbling around in the darkness. But at just the right time, the great light shone through. At just the right time. So the answer, that, why was it the right time? Because it was a time of great darkness. But what was this light? When Isaiah says, then the people saw a great light. You know, you go through those times when it's pitch black and somebody throws the lights on and you're like, man, what is, what is going on there? What's, what's the deal? And it hurts for a little bit. But eventually your eyes get settled in. They begin to understand. They, they, the, the muscles inside react and you begin to see everything that's been visible. What is this light that Isaiah is talking about? What exactly is he talking about when he says they were stumbling in darkness, but they saw a great light? Jesus tells us what this great light is. In John chapter 8 and verse 12, Jesus talking to the people that were there, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You see, this light that came in the darkness is the person of Jesus. And Jesus went on to, 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 to talk about himself as he was talking to a, a religious leader when he says, this light that has come was sent. In John chapter 3 and verses 16 and 17, I think we have them up there. It says, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish. God did not send his son in the world to condemn, but to save. You see, this light was sent, this light being Jesus, was sent by the Father at just the right time. Paul tells us about the timing, not only in the book of Galatians in chapter 4, but in a, church, uh, a letter that he wrote to the church at Rome. In Romans chapter 5, Paul tells us about the timing of this light and why this light is so important for you, why it's so important for me. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, for, for while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person we would dare to even die. In verse 8, but God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So what is this light? The answer is, Jesus is the light. 
You see, we celebrate Advent, and we, we light a candle, and eventually we get to the fifth candle, the tallest candle, which we'll call the Christ candle. But this light symbolizes the coming of the light. It serves as a reminder that, that this light is on its way. For us today, we know that this light has come and that this light is Jesus. Because without this light, without this light we would be stumbling in the darkness. We wouldn't be able to make our way. We wouldn't be able to find and know how to go where we need to go. But because Jesus has come, we now have the light. Jesus is the light. If there's one main thing I want you to walk away with today, it's this. One main thing I want you to walk away with, it's this. Light gives life. Light gives life. Light gives life to plants. Light gives light to humans. Light gives life, spiritually speaking. And taking it even one step further, when you see that sentence up there that says light gives life, talking about Jesus as the light of the world, Jesus, the light of the world, gives everlasting life, eternal life. You remember we, we showed that Jesus, when talking to a religious leader, said that if you believe, then you will not die but have eternal. You'll have everlasting life. So this light, Jesus, gives us eternal life. It's interesting that, that Jesus in John chapter 17 defines what eternal life is. Sometimes people say, well, what does that mean? Does that mean I'll never die? What, is, what does it mean that I'll have eternal life? You have a physical life and a spiritual life, and the physical life will pass away for everybody. But the spiritual life lives on. And Jesus says that eternal life is to know God and to know the one that he sent, who is Jesus. If this light is in us, we can have that eternal life. So the application today is this. The application for you today is to answer one simple question. What have you done with this light of Jesus? Or even better yet, what will you do with this light? What will you do with the person of Jesus? What Christmas is all about, pointing to the arrival of, the, of, of a man named Jesus, who was born of a virgin in, in, a, in, a, in a stable in Bethlehem and, and eventually became the Savior of the world. He lived a sinless life and he, he died on a cross. Paul says that while you and I were still sinners, while you and I still had our issues, while we were still imperfect, while we were still all messed up, God died for us. Jesus died so that I, couldn't, so that I wouldn't have to. Jesus died and paid a price that I could never, ever overcome. That's what Advent is. It's the coming of the light to light up my dark life. Paul puts it simply like this, as far as receiving that gift, what will you do with the light? In Romans chapter 10, he says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. That's what Christmas is all about. You can talk about the, the carols, and you can talk about the, the, the trimming of the tree, and you can talk about gifts, and you can talk about family, and you can talk about friends, and all the great recipes, and all the stuff you find on Pinterest, and everything like that that you want to do to your house. You can get all fired up about everything there is about Christmas, but it all comes down to the arrival of a man named Jesus, the God-man who came so that we could have light 
spiritually speaking, so that we could have life everlasting. I talked about Charlie Brown a little bit ago. To me, it's the greatest thing on television every single year. When Linus simply reads Luke chapter 2, and at the end of it, he talks about how light, or how the, the Messiah has come and peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And he turns and he says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's what Advent is. That's what Christmas is. It's about the light of God, Jesus, coming so that you wouldn't have to walk in darkness, so that I don't have to walk in darkness, but that we can have eternal life. Would you pray with me as we ask God to help us this morning? Just in this moment of, of quietness with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, just I'd ask you to think through what Christmas has meant to you before and maybe what it might mean today. Take some time. If you're here today and you've never asked God to, to be your Savior, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, I invite you to consider that today. You see, Paul says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, then you can be saved. It's not complicated because he's done all the work, and it's a free gift that he offers to you. If you accept him, if you place your faith in him, then he promises eternal life. He promises hope, and he promises a future. Nothing can ever take that away. You may be here today and you say, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what my past is. You don't know where I am. God says he does know. And it doesn't matter because he loves you anyway. The light of Christ flows out of his love for us. That's why we call it love illuminated. Maybe you're here today and you've gotten caught up in Black Friday and Cyber Monday and gotten caught up in all the, the, the distractions that Christmas can offer, even the good things like family and time together with friends. Maybe this morning you just need to recalibrate and refocus. Light brings focus to our lives, and maybe this morning we just need to focus in on the light of Christmas, Jesus Christ. Let's ask God to help us this morning. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I pray that if there's anybody here today who has not yet placed their faith in you, Lord, that they might call upon you, Lord, that they might just admit and recognize their need for a Savior. And, Lord, that they would just talk to you and just share their heart, Lord, that they want you to come into their lives. Lord, that they believe in who you are and that they want to live for you. Lord, for the, for, for the rest of us who maybe have made that decision at some other point, Lord, I pray that you would help us today to focus on the true meaning of Christmas, the light of Christmas, which is you. And, God, I pray that in all the... The, the hustle and bustle of everything that goes on, Lord, we would stay truthful to the anticipation, the excitement, and the preparation, and the hope that we find in your arrival. Lord, be with us as we go forward from here today. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.